0: Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platt County High School in Platt City, Missouri.
1: All right, here's a little Facebook funny for you, a little Facebook funny. So I saw this thing and asked this question. It like, I don't know if it was a survey in a class for little kids or for whoever it was, but the first question is, who is your hero? And the person responded, my father is my hero. Why do you consider this person a hero? Because he is not afraid of anything. Question number three, is there anything your hero is frightened of? The answer, my mother. There you go. That was a good one, right? All men know, like, yeah, yeah. I know better than to cross, cross her. So your mom, special. I had a chance this week to go surprise my mom on Thursday. My big brother came from Roswell, New Mexico, surprised her as well. And we got a chance to just be with her for the day. Had all five of her, her kids together. Doesn't happen very often. And that was like, that was her gift. Like our presence was her gift. And so who is, let me just ask you a question. Who's the youngest mother here Youngest mother. So, obviously, if you're in your 20s and you're a mom, stand up. All right? I already know who the youngest mother is. (laughs) It's Courtney. She's the youngest mom. Congratulations. Good job. All right. Who is, I'm not going to use the word oldest, who is the most mature mother here? I think I know the answer to that question, too. Miss Fran she is she is in her 90s and she is sharper than me and mentally and probably physically too. She is 97 97 Is that correct? Bless you, Fran. That is awesome, Fran. I have some flowers for you. That I'm going to give All right. So, who has the most kids? If you have 5 kids, stand up. Yeah. And then we have 4 Right? You guys have four. Yeah, you can clap for you too. That's four is a big deal. All right, anybody? Wait, wait, no. Does anybody have more than five kids? I mean, I could, who knows? Who knows who's here today? Like, you could be, yeah, no more than five. Uh, all right, who's the newest mom? That's, is that you too? How old is your baby? Four months. Anyone younger? Like, how, just raise your hand if you're pregnant. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's pregnant people all over the place. Yeah, you might have just raised your hand and your husband just passed out because he did not know you were <laughs> pregnant. What? What, you didn't tell me? Uh, how, about, um, how about is someone a, the, a foster parent? And even, or maybe you've been a foster parent. Just raise your hand if you're a foster parent or you're in the process of doing that. I, I know I met Elizabeth today and she was talking about that. Um, and then I know, obviously, the answer to this question. I know my, my wife is an adoptive mom. Should she adopt? Anybody else? Raise your hand if you have adopted someone and you've been a parent. Yeah, yeah, good. So, so yeah, that's a special connection there. And then I think it's, it's probably the same. How many of you just raise your hand if this is your first Mother's Day? Obviously, we know the newest mom. First Mother's Day, we have one here. Anybody else back here? Awesome. Well, welcome. So glad that you're here. We also acknowledge today that this this day can be difficult for some. I had a conversation just yesterday with the lady that will be spending her first Mother's Day without her mom. And we think about Stephanie Hensley as well. Somebody else in this room might fit that category. We know that in this room, and we should have acknowledged them too, but if you're a stepmom, how many of you are a stepmom? That's a tough... Yeah, my wife is like all kinds of moms. How many of you think your husband is a kid and you have to be a mom to him too? Raise your hand. Yeah. Boom, lots of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I know some of you, and this is, this is difficult because we have a daughter that's in this, in this place, but a single mom, you're raising your kids kind of on your own. And that's a, that's a tough place to be if you... Uh, have somebody there to support you, you're, you're blessed. And so we, we recognize that. May, uh, there might be some people in the room that have some unresolved issues with their mother. And that's, that's something that you've been working through for years, and you are, are still struggling with that. I know we've had stories of ladies who struggled getting pregnant, or maybe they still are. They're, they're waiting for that day when they get to say, yes, this is my first Mother's Day. We recognize that today we know that uh, we have people that in our story that are, have had to say goodbye to their child um, friend even yeah at her age she's had to say goodbye to a son just recently and um, and we know of other family members and other people who have had to say goodbye to their child uh, it's hard hard place to be in for sure we know that and we recognize that so and, of course, then lastly, you might be someone who says, no, I was able to get pregnant. I have, I have children, and my experience as, as a mom has not been featured on a Hallmark movie. You know, like, they're not coming to shoot the video of our family because it's, it's hard at times. It's a struggle. We've had some issues. We've had to, to work through some issues. Our story is, is difficult, and it's still difficult, or maybe it was, and now you have kind of started to see some healing. So we know that there's all kinds of stories In the room, and and we don't just want to today just recognize and bless mothers, which obviously that's important. But just ladies, listen, you bring something so unique to our world and to our lives, and we want to recognize just how valuable that is to us. So, speaking of women, I have a lady that's going to come up, and she's going to share with just a little bit with you today. Her name's Amanda Campbell, and Amanda is a young lady that grew up. She went to this school. She got married, she, had, uh, she has four children, one more, one more, and you could stand up with Trish, you know, just, <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm out, I'm out, I get it, I get it. Well, she, she shared with me the other day just about how the things that she's learning from her children about the Lord and how her children inspire her, and so I thought it was, it was an opportunity for her to come and share on this uh, special day, so Amanda? take it away
0: good morning and happy Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to my mom too love you so today I'll be referencing moments as a parent and reading scripture and telling some stories but I think all of us whether we're a parent right now or waiting to be one or aren't a parent maybe a grandparent I think you all will be able to relate in some way so motherhood and parenthood, it's a gift from the Lord. It can be such a wonderful and precious privilege. There are so many days that it can be hard, too. There are the days that we're running late. There are the days that we're short fuse. There's the days that our house is a complete disaster. Emma can relate to us on this one. Um, there's days that our sink is just full of dishes. There are days that our children are in the grocery store, and you would think we were at a bounce house. There are days we yell too loud, and there's days that we burn the dinner. There's days we run out of milk at the worst possible timing. And then there's those days that we don't act so good either. And all these things just weigh on us and weigh on us. And then there's the moment of we're weighed down so much that we just feel like we can't even get up. And then it's a ripple effect from our whole house. Then our whole house is chaos. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mothers, grandparents, fathers, if you are in Christ Jesus, you do not have to fear condemnation. You stand in the righteousness of Christ and you are loved by God. You are his daughters, their sons, because of Christ's work on the cross. So in these moments of feeling weighed down and life just as busy and overwhelming, remember to release it, surrender it, let it go to the Lord. Elsa's words are so wonderful, let it go, sing it to yourself. And don't be so hard on yourselves. So James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. These precious little humans are a gift from the Lord. They can make us want to cry and scream, but they also can bring us so much joy. They also can remind us how much we need Jesus, and by watching them, we can also be reminded how to be like Jesus. Remember, they are perfect gifts from the Lord. Recently, I had a little wake-up call, and this is how this conversation with Brady and I even started, so I can't blame anesthesia because I was still awake when I said I would share. But I had a Mass. It appeared last June. It was small. And then in January, it got a little bit bigger. Anxiousness went through my mind. I couldn't find peace. I was struggling. It wasn't removed until March. Praise God, everything came out to be okay. But during these few months, it was trialing. I was tested to my core. I was begging to the Lord to give me peace. Show me, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? I was begging to Trish and Brady and all my prayer warriors, pray for me. I need peace, I need help. I'm I'm about to go crazy here. And then just in the perfect timing, this was the verse, on my bible app one day so do not throw away this confident trust in the lord remember the great reward it brings you patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do god's will then you will receive all that he has promised you see during these few months that seemed like years god was trying to wake me up he is trying to show me i needed patient endurance I needed to listen to him. I needed him to show me light on my life that I didn't even really need to be shined on. So in this moment, I realized God was really trying to teach me some things through my children. He was trying to show me that I need Jesus. I need Jesus to parent them every single day. And I need to be praying in all circumstances. He also showed me to open my eyes. And Casey, that song was beautiful. It's perfect for this message today of opening your eyes. And, and in these moments, reminding me that Jesus will hold my hand, that he will help Ryan and I parent these children through good times and through the hard times. And what I realize is in these hard moments of the dishes, the laundry, everything weighing us down, where I am just about ready to lose it, that if I just reach out to Jesus, he will help me. He will help me parent that screaming child or that child just full of energy jumping from bed to bed. He will give us the words, and our kids will be more responsive. Our kids will see love and they'll see grace just like Jesus gives us. But when we try to handle these situations without him, because we are busy, we don't have our hearts and eyes open, it can be tough. Anger can easily take over, and we can easily respond and act not according to Jesus. So just this week, in my mind I was wondering, okay, I have this message prepared, but I know this week is going to teach me something even more. So in this week, I was tested again. I was tested to my core. Our house is a complete disaster. The stink is full. Laundry is way far behind. Mom, you don't want to come over. And I, I realized that myself, I, I was kept thinking to myself, I'm going to eat crow. Lord, what is going on? Like I have this message in my head, and all these things are, are testing me. You know, please help me, again, surrendering and, and asking for guidance. And, and God opened my eyes again. Again, all I had to do was open my Bible. And he reminded me that always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. You see, God wants us to open our eyes. He wants us to open our hearts every single day. If we just let him in, life is so much easier, and he'll give us the direction. This also applies to just opening our eyes to our own children. So I'm going to share with you a few examples of how our children have taught me to be more like Jesus. So Rosie, you know, she's one. She's starting to walk. She's dependent on us she's dependent on us to change her diapers she's dependent on us to feed her she's dependent on us to hold her hand when there's an uneven path but doesn't this remind you of Jesus he is there to hold our hand when we're walking through that bumpy road he is there to cleanse us take the dirty and the yuckiness away and again he's there to feed us All we have to do is open our eyes and hearts and open up God's word. And then there's Daisy. Most mornings she wakes up embracing us with a hug, tells us how much she loves us. She's never judging. She will talk to anyone, and she just loves people. Again, doesn't this remind us of Jesus? He's there to embrace us every single morning and put his arms around us if we just let him. He is there to love us and show us his love every single morning if we just let him. And he wants us to love our neighbors and he doesn't want us to judge. And Lily, she's taught me the meaning of protect. And she asked if she could come up stage when I talk about her. So I think she's making her way here. So Lily has this heart to protect and nurture all living creatures. She is the first one to help you when when you're sick. And she may fight with her brothers and sisters. But if someone is bothering her brothers and sisters on the playground, she is the first to protect them. (laughs) She also loves God's creatures. So if there's worms in our house and no one wants to go fishing, Lily will protect those little worms. She will let them go, and she'll say, run, worms, run. She also just recently protected a bunny's nest behind our house. She wanted to make sure that hunters and mowers were not going to destroy the bunnies. See, Jesus is watching all of of us every single day, just like Lily is watching over the things she loves. Jesus is protecting us, just like Lily wants to protect the things she loves. Noah, he has a huge heart. God has taught Noah to recognize people in need. So if Noah sees someone that is in need, he'll ask us and challenge us to go get them food, to give them money. He'll also, knowing that toys that he gets rid of is donated to people to help, to help them, that motivates him to get rid of them. Just recently, for his birthday, he asked if his friends could donate toys to Children's Mercy. About a month or so later, we were laying in bed. It was past his bedtime. And out of the blue, he said, hey, mom, some people gave me money. Mom, I have enough money. Can I give that that money to people who are sick? I want to give it to children that are sick. You see, God continues to work through Noah's heart. He asked me not to go into details, but he had a hard moment in his life that God continues to teach him how to help people, to help people that are in need and that are sick. So all these precious moments sound like they're easy. They're easy to see, right? Well, I'll tell you, all these precious moments I shared today, they weren't necessarily in the easiest times to see. That's why we have to open our eyes and open our hearts. You know, when Noah was sharing where he wanted to share about his money and being content, he was content with what he had, and, and just like Jesus, he wants us to help the sick, help the needy, and most of all, be content with what we have. But in that moment, like I said, it was way past his bedtime, and we still had two other girls to get to sleep. So in that moment where it was inconvenient, God was just showing us just a precious moment, but we just had to be still and listen. Daisy wants to hug you, and sometimes she wants to hug you so long that there's other kids screaming and you're in panicked and you, you don't want to say stop hugging me, but it's just she won't let go and she just wants to show you that she loves you so much. But again, we have to embrace those moments. And then Lily wants to protect and she wants to let all the worms go and then Noah doesn't have worms to fish with. And then she wants to go check on the bunnies and we're running late for school. And then Rosie, she wants to walk. If any of you are familiar with A.J. Wilson. Baseball field, she wants to walk from the parking lot to the baseball field and watching that moment of Paul holding her hand and walking her all the way to the baseball field. Meanwhile, Noah is almost on deck, but embracing that moment and watching her as someone is leading her to the field. So on this Mother Day, Mother's Day, look at the children around you. Whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a cousin, an uncle, a teacher. Remember, these are precious creatures. They are perfect gifts from the Lord. They will remind us that we need Jesus. They will remind us to be more like Jesus. And times may be difficult, so remember to hold on to Jesus. Let him hold your hand. Let him hold your child's hand. And let him guide you and direct you and always be praying, praying in all circumstances. Let your children see you pray for help. Let them see you pray when you, need, when you need Jesus. Let them see you ask for forgiveness, and let them see you ask them for their forgiveness and grace. Let them also see you praise Jesus for the blessings that are in your life, and let them see you pray over them. So thank you, church, for letting me share today. Thank you um, for Ryan and my parents for supporting me and my children this week. And at at 37 years old this week, I still had to have my mom set me straight (laughs) and remind me, Amanda, you're not acting like Jesus. So thank you again, and have a great Mother's Day.
1: Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. So if I had to title a message today, I thought about this this thought about mothers. So I decided that I would take three mothers to to highlight and talk a little bit about this morning. Eve, Mary, and you. And so let's look at those together. Eve, the mother of all living things you saw in the video, she was God's special creation. Nothing else on earth was created the way Eve was created. She was completely unique. And she had a completely unique role in all of the earth as well. She was the first woman to have free will. She was also the first woman to fail. She was the first woman to experience God's grace as, she, as God sacrificed the life of an animal to cover her shame. And though she was the mother of all living things, because of sin, she also was the mother of all dying. And here's a question I have when I'm looking at these different scenarios. Where was her husband at the time? Well, if you know the story, he was passively observing the fall of mankind. And then pointing fingers at his wife, saying it was all her fault. By the way, guys, this is a lesson of what not to do. Eve experienced the joys and sorrows of motherhood. But yet, through Eve was born a son named Seth. And through Seth, you can trace the lineage of Jesus himself. God had a plan even then. So that's where we find the next mother we're going to talk about. We're talking about Mary. Like Mary, or like Eve, Mary was faced with a choice, right? She was given the opportunity to exercise her free will. So if you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. It's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's a gospel story. It's the most complete narrative of the birth of Jesus. And a couple things that we'll point out in this particular story. By the way, just right off the bat, talk about the pressure on on Mary. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're going to care for and raise the Son of God. No big deal. All right, you got this. And so in Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26, is the story of when the angel comes to Mary. Luke 1, verse 26 says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen. He says, Listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom, it says, will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? And then angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative, your relative Elizabeth, and she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless for nothing is impossible with god that's a good word right you can apply that word to your situation in your life right now and then she says i am the lord's servant said mary may it be done to me according to your word then the angel left her talk about some pressure once again as a mother like you okay you're going to carry the son of god First of all, you're going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to make this possible. You're going to have to try to explain to everybody this mysterious pregnancy. And then you're going to be responsible for caring for and taking care of this young boy. You know she lost him when when he was 12? Have you ever misplaced your child? Like at a store? I, I know we have, like, you turn around just for a split second and they're gone. Usually they're hiding in the middle of the coat rack, you know. Or they've gone off to, to another aisle and you're yelling and just for a minute you panic a little bit. Have you ever felt that way as a parent? It's like the worst feeling ever when you cannot find your child. And I'm sure Joseph, probably like Adam, pointing fingers at the woman, right? How could you misplace the Savior of the world? Like, weren't you keeping an eye on him? She's like, well, I thought you were keeping an eye on him. I did a wedding last night in and, and the premarital counseling. I was talking to the couple and in, during, this, during their premarital counseling, both of them checked the box saying the other one was going to stay home with the child. You know? And I'm like, I hope you guys communicate, because if you think the other person's there and they're not there, your child's home alone, <laughs> you guys got to get that together. So, so there's Joseph and you know, Mary, and they're having this, this issue. They lost his child, obviously, if you know the story, they found him, and he was about his father's business. And, but then Joseph was obedient to his parents and went with them. Like Eve, Mary experienced great joys and sorrows of motherhood. She knew the pain of losing a child. And even though he was an adult child, it was still her son that she bore and that she raised, that she watched live. And even knowing he was going to be the Savior of the world, even kind of being prepared for that, she still had to walk through the pain. She knew the joys and the sorrows. Where was Adam, or not Adam, where was Joseph in all of this, I wonder? Well, if you know the story, unlike Adam, Joseph wasn't passive. He was present in Mary's life. We don't know much about Joseph later on in life. We don't know, maybe some historians could tell you, like when Joseph died or how he died. But we know that he wasn't there at the crucifixion. But he was obedient when the angels told him to take Mary to be his wife. He was obedient when the angels told him to escape to, to Egypt until it was safe to return home and I wrote this down and I had this thought he didn't run off when things got hard guys this is what you're supposed to do when things get hard I know way too many stories of when things got hard the man disappeared he gravitated off to things he could manage like his job and his hobbies and his whatever but he left his family behind that's not what a real man does you stay with it you stick with you're there with her, when the things get hard. And you listen, if an angel has to come to you and tell you to stay, <laughs> I pray that that will happen. And that you will be obedient and you will listen. Through the birth and death of Jesus, God provided the ultimate covering of our shame. By not sacrificing an animal, right? But by giving his very own son. And through Mary came this gift to all Humanity. So listen to this, this quote that I discovered. This was actually, I was just looking around and I found this quote uh, is on this particular webpage. And it says that Mary can be seen as God's ultimate validation of free will. Her obedience to the will of God compares with the disobedience of Eve. Now, the reason why I'm talking to this is because I know in our own story, in your own story as a mom, you've already kind of you talked about it, Amanda. Like, there are times where things are going really well, and there are things where it's not so good. There's times when you're walking in obedience, and there's times when you're not. And so he compared, this, this person compares these two things. It says, being obedient, Mary became the cause of salvation, not only for herself, but the whole human race. It's the power of walking in obedience as a mother. Eve's disobedience was uni- untied, it says, by Mary's obedience. What the virgin Eve bound through her disbelief, Mary loosened by her faith. It's so, such an encouraging thing as we think about this next mom, as we think about you. As you come in here today, my guess is you both can relate to Eve and Mary in some way because you also have been given free will. The ability to choose. You aren't the first woman to fail. We know that. And you won't be the last. You have a need in your own life to experience God's grace by having your shame covered. Your obedience and your faith can bring salvation to others that you come in contact with. You know that through your story, through your, just your honesty about the things in, in your life that you failed with and the things that you got right. Through that, your light can shine before others. I love this thought that others may see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Amanda, when they see you getting it right, when they see you being honest about your struggles, they see that and they say, man, that's encouraging to me. I don't know if you were a mother and you heard Amanda's story. Were you encouraged by that? You know that, hey, I I should have seen that more maybe when my kids are younger. I'm so encouraged that there are other people walking down the same road. You can point other people to the one who can cover their shame and provide forgiveness for their sin. Whether you are a biological mother or a spiritual mother, all women of God are called to influence others for Him. As you remember the importance of human life, be a woman that is devoted, influential, tender, and nurturing. That came from this Bible study. These women are doing life lessons by mothers in the Bible. And here's an interesting thought. I'm gonna, we're going to wrap it up because we got something I want to do here in just a minute. Here's an interesting thought. And Trish and I were talking about this. She brought this up yesterday. And, I, and mothers, I want you to hear this. Mary wasn't responsible for making sure Jesus went to the cross. Okay, she did her part when Jesus was younger. She raised him. She nurtured him. She taught him. He, she, he, she taught him about his father. And I'm sure as Jesus got older, he, she, he taught her, too. But it wasn't Mary's responsibility for Jesus to exercise his free will to go to the cross. I'm telling you this today, mothers, because for some of you, you take on this burden of responsibility, especially when your kids are younger, that there's just so much that you've got to teach them, and it's your responsibility to make sure they know right from wrong. But you know what? When they get to a certain age, you can release yourself. It's true. You can can still be a model for them, you can still encourage them, but when they get to a certain age, they have to exercise their free will too. They have to decide whether they want to follow Jesus, or they want to worship and, and walk along this path that you showed them. And I love where Jesus exercised his will when he said, it's not my will, but your will be done, Father." And that's our prayer for our kids, right? That they'll get to a place where they'll say, you know what? It's not about me anymore. It's about me serving the one who gave me life. It's about me seeing what my parents, how my parents modeled that. And I want to model that too. But ultimately, it's their responsibility. Rosie someday won't need her handheld to walk. She won't need her handheld to walk with Jesus. It'll be her responsibility to walk with Jesus. So I think it's important to hear that. Because like Eve and Mary, you've also experienced joys and sorrows of motherhood. Maybe today, moms, maybe today you can stop being so hard on yourself. Thank you for bringing that up, Amanda. Maybe today you can ask the Lord to cover your shame. Maybe today you can say, Lord, help me walk in obedience as a mom. Help me to be the example you called me to be. Help me, even if I'm not a mom or if my kids aren't around, help me to look around and say, how can I nurture and mother others that God has placed in my path so that I can encourage them and I can shine a light before them so that they can see my good deeds and so they can glorify the Father in heaven. Maybe that is for you today.
0: Thanks again for choosing this podcast from The Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com, and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.